0: to We the People, a
1: podcast giving a Christian perspective on news, politics, hot topics and so much more. Hosted by Rodney Nesmith, worship pastor at New Life Fellowship in Lovelock, Nevada. This week, Pastor Rodney is joined by retired Major Fred Galvin, author of A Few Bad Men, the true story of U.S. Marines ambushed in Afghanistan and betrayed in America. Together they will discuss Joe Biden's handling of the Iran nuclear deal. The 8th episode of We The People will start right after this quick commercial break.
0: Stitch Fix. Get looks that fit you in three easy steps. Tell us your style, size and price range. We learn what you like and what you don't. Then our expert stylists deliver pieces that match your vibe and fit your wallet. With Try Before You Buy, keep what you love and send back the rest. Plus, shipping and returns are on us. Discover new looks with a stylist by your side. Stitch Fix, get $20 off your first purchase. And now it's time for the latest episode of We the People. Here's Rodney. Hey, this is Rodney coming at you live from Lovelock, Nevada, on the We the People podcast today. And today we have a special guest with us, a retired Major Doctor, not Doctor Fred Galvin. He was served in the U.S. Marine Corps and has a distinct, very had a very distinguished career. And thank you, Fred, for coming on with us today, and welcome to We the People. Thank you for having me as your guest, Rodney. Absolutely pleasure. And I'm going to. You've got a book called A Few Bad Men. And I'm going to have you go ahead and talk about what led you to write this book, you know, a little bit about your military career and uh, what, again, what led you to write this book.
1: Yes. Well, what uh, led me to write this book is this was a nonfiction account of what happened to our Marine Special Operations Task Force in Afghanistan, as well as what happened afterwards. And uh, you know, we have this very large organization the largest employer in the united states called the department of defense and the citizens of the united states trust those military leaders with uh the lives of their most precious resources and that's their children the sons Correct. and daughters of this nation and uh this is a true story and a lot of people you, you can go on amazon and read the comments uh you read the comments on social media a lot of people are very upset. But what I ask everybody, you know, the people, the book's titled A Few Bad Men. And I've asked those bad men this is nonfiction and I name names. These are their actual names uh, prove me wrong. Prove what's in the book is wrong. So uh, <clears throat> the reason that that's important is uh, you, me, everyone that pays taxes in this nation. Uh, the number one line item that is a non-discretionary spending. Uh, When you get rid of like all the other large spendings, like welfare and everything else. The number one line item is the national defense. And when we have that as the most expensive thing that we spend our money on, just as any business, Uh, what do we spend the most money on? How can we make it better? Well, America wake up, you're paying full price for this. This is the most expensive thing that we as citizens pay for. And just ask yourself the question, did we win one year ago yesterday when that last plane flew out of Afghanistan? Did we win that war? Absolutely we not. Correct. And no further questions then. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but we need to be getting what we're paying for. We need to have those leaders, um, I mean rodney i don't even need to ask what kind of car you drive but if you had drove a car in the from the minute you got it off a new car lot it was defective you wouldn't buy that car again uh, but we no. keep throwing more and more money at this if you mm-hmm. bought a house that you know had a warranty and they said hey here's the deal uh, you, you do have to put into this plan uh, maintenance plan, but everything will be fixed. And you bought the house and with the maintenance plan and everything was not working. The roof was leaking. The electrical was not working. The plumbing just dripped everywhere. The reason I say this, that is our national defense right now. It is completely ineffective and it's led by tyrants who, when you read the book, a few bad men, you're like, so many people say I didn't want this to be true. I turned the next page and it's like, how could these people, they didn't just get away with this. And what we're going to talk about are crimes. Mm -hmm. These are things that are illegal, but they got away with it. And not only did they get away, they got promoted, several of them up to four-star generals. And then they retired. The the army colonel at the time who retired as a four-star general that got he lost control complete control of his emotions panicked uh then found out the truth in the courtroom when the senior jury member uh this is a military trial uh showed him all the evidence that he, what he assumed was wrong in our case was in fact that he had this army colonel got it wrong he admitted that and now that he was in a closed session Uh, You know, they classified it for, of course, there's no reason to classify it. Then uh, he got promoted all the way up to four-star general. And this guy is, he retired out of being the senior general in charge of all forces in Afghanistan. Remind ourselves, we didn't win that one. Uh, These generals were continued to skew and distort facts to make it appease the the leaders in Congress to spend more money on those on the House Armed Service Committee uh, to keep the war going. Uh, But you know, again, if you had a house or a car that you spent all this money on and it was defective, you would never allow yourself to get duped into using that product again. Uh, And you'd hold the leaders accountable. You may even go say, Hey, I'm going to put a individual or a class action lawsuit against these people. And and we, the American people, need to hold our leaders accountable. It is, it's is—it's a shame and it's a scandal that people won't go to see the Cleveland Browns if they have a terrible year. They won't <laughs> go to see the Baltimore Orioles if they're not winning. Mm-hmm. And they will fire those general managers and head coaches Correct. until they find somebody that can win a season and go into mm-hmm. the playoffs. That's what people want is a winner. Right now, ask yourself. In our United States military, which one of these generals has a winning mindset? I don't know that I know of. None of them have a track record of winning anything. And when you read this book, this has some household names. We're talking about General Matt Mad Dog Mattis here. He was the convening authority. So after this army Colonel John Nicholson uh, lost control of his emotions, that's recorded in the courtroom. So I fought for 11 years to have this declassified. There's no what happened to us. We got into a, a a car bomb went off in front of us. We got shot at on both sides of the road. There was sniper fire that hit our vehicles, impacted. They had an army criminal investigators. You know they used 45 criminal investigators. They actually took apart the armor of our vehicles because they didn't believe us. They analyzed it and oh, it was from a Soviet Dragunov sniper rifle because the Air Force Colonel who Distorted the facts who I mean, these these are crimes when when you suppress evidence like Colonel Pat Bahana did, mm-hmm. you know, when you get involved in trying to manufacture what you want it to be to back up your boss, the the general, the army general that kicked us out. And and all this happened, you read this book page after page. It isn't an indictment. No one. This book came out in June. It's. Mm-hmm. It's a number one bestseller. Nobody in the Pentagon says a word about it. Matter of fact, they don't allow it to be sold on military installation bookstores or, you know, on the counter of the little exchange, Uh, usually a book that people are interested in, especially if it's a bestseller written by, you know, a retired Marine officer who was the first Marine commanding officer in charge of a, a unit that deployed to combat and was a Marine special operations task force. There is interest in that. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. But what we're talking about is Rodney, you you've met all these people, senior leaders, all military officers raised their right hand, mm-hmm. swore to defend our constitution. We all know what the first amendment of the constitution is. It's, you know, that gives us the sort of freedom of speech. It's Correct. against censor. Uh, mm-hmm. And When you also end that oath by saying you will faithfully discharge the duties of your office, you violate that oath when you censor people, when you put a gag order against us. When you, like General Mattis did, he he knew the truth. He had all 30 of us who were on patrol, to include myself. He had my sworn statement. He had my polygraph. He didn't believe any of it. Read a few bad men go to appendix three read the over 75 afghan witnesses statements and how contradictory they are it's an appendix you know it's just it says what they said and like oh i was just told to come here by my tribal elder to get money uh yeah it's just again and again like oh i was uh my horse was shot but it was in you know these people just have these ridiculous contradictory facts that. Uh, you know, it was, my horse was inside the house and it was out of the area, but I was told to get here, come here for, uh, Well,
0: and all of that, that you're describing right there reeks of a cover up and reeks of deception. Yes.
1: In our military leaders, we're talking not just the largest employer in the United States by quantity of personnel. If you stacked Amazon and Walmart together, combine them until just recently, they were still combined less than the total number of active reserve contractor and s- civilians in the Department of Defense. Uh, so it's the largest by quantity, but it's also the most powerful and it's what we spend the most of our money on. And right. it's been corrupted. Look yeah. at our current secretary of defense, Lloyd Austin. He's a joke. Yeah. Just came from being you know, on the board at Raytheon. Now, Rodney, I don't I don't have or pose to have this depth of knowledge in uh, technology. and I'm not a scientist or nor do I have a PhD in physics or engineering, uh, but nor does Lloyd Austin. So I don't know why he's mm-hmm. working for this company that primarily makes aerospace and missile systems He's other than that's right. He retired as a four star in charge of all the forces in the Middle East. And in that role, he had a lot of testimony to Congress. So he knows how to do the two step. And, and he, he knows how to play the game. Yeah. He will kiss the ring. He knows how to manipulate those in the House Armed Service Committee that control the budget. Uh, they have needs, their constituents, their base want certain um, very radical programs continued to be pushed on our military. And they hired the right guy for the job because he will you know, he, he knows who these Geppettos are and he will do what they say. He's a puppet. Uh, He knows who's pulling the strings and he'll gladly do it because he was making a fortune. Just like general Mattis, the convening authority in our case, who retired and went to work for a lot or general dynamics in his case, got fired after being the secretary of defense for Trump, went straight back to general dynamics where he, Makes a million dollars a year on top of his two hundred three thousand dollar, one hundred percent pension uh, as a retired general officer, four star officer. Also, that's right. He forgot. He kind of got caught. Rowan Scarborough wrote this article that caught General Mattis's hand in the cookie jar because he didn't disclose that, you know, he had uh, he'd been an associate with the Cohen Group. That's right. The former Secretary of Defense Bill Cohen, who has this group that makes all these deals. Oh, that's right. With China, China. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, no conflict there. You know, here you oh, got the no. Secretary of Defense. Nor, you know, when the, our current Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff said, you know, when he was the Chairman for President Trump, that he would, he would definitely call China and give them a heads up. This, this isn't some something that somebody misquoted, or paraphrased, or embellished. Mm-hmm. This is General Miley's. Own words,
0: Millie, Miley. He's like, yeah, no, because no, I've 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 heard those words myself, and I'm not. I don't have any <laughs> inroads in the intelligence community, no. so I mean, it's out there for everybody to see if they want to see it. Yes, four months ago, I left a job
1: with the Marines uh, headquarters in the Pacific, and our enemy, our adversary, our competitor. For anyone that hasn't you know, been awake for the last 20 years is China. We've been horsing around in the Middle East while China has initiated, launched their one belt, one road initiative. They've signed 140 countries onto it. So they have these overland and maritime silk routes tying up the logistics for the next hundred years. They have all these natural resources. They've brokered better deals than Al Capone could have ever dreamed of uh, (laughs) by Building these rails and seaports and airports, all roads here lead to Beijing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they basically have allowed these countries to be client states by Beijing just buying all this with terms and conditions that if they don't pay it back, just like they did recently with Sri Lanka, pay attention to international media that's really not covered by the uh, media at all. But uh, now they own that port and, you know, These countries had to to give up their sovereignty.
0: Um, Well, China's even buying up land in Africa, for heaven's sakes. Buying up land in the United States. Yeah, that's what makes me angry. It's like, how in the world are we? And we know China's our enemy. We know it. Anybody in the government will tell you so. Well, most anybody that's got any common sense will tell you they're our enemy. But we're going to allow them to buy land in our country, are you kidding me? And But you think we could buy land in China? Oh, no,
1: no, no. It's all pay to play. And uh, Mm -hmm. when our president's son is involved in deals where he's received money, uh, massive amounts from not just Burisma. So the Christmas present that didn't happen with Kazakhstan. So remember just last December, uh, Russia stacked over a hundred thousand troops right on the northern Kazakhstan-Russian border, and uh, everybody's wondering what was going on. And Jinsaki said, well, "President Biden's going to have a phone call. He's going to be very direct. You know, make sure that they don't horse around in Kazakhstan." Well, they had a phone call, but that's right, Burisma. Hunter Biden's on the board of their gas and oil company in Burisma. That's in Kazakhstan.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So. I'm sure that phone call wasn't a tough call like Jensaki said it was going to be. It was probably like, "Hey, <laughs> Joe, you sit this one out." And guess what? Those eighty-three thousand, which you get the ten percent that, and guess what? Nothing has happened. They just didn't action right Went into Ukraine. Yeah, uh, but we're not the superpower calling the shots anymore, America. We we are. We sat back for twenty years while. We have a few, I'm not talking Russian, I'm talking American oligarchs. We've had a few people get filthy rich off these wars in the Middle East, the forever wars mm-hmm. that we won and allowed us to be manipulated and have these rules of engagement that tied our hands. We, we, we won these wars, America. We won the wars. And then we allowed General Petraeus and General Mattis. In 2006, they developed this counterinsurgency strategy the coin. This had been a failure 28 years prior in Vietnam of trying to push democracy into a country that doesn't want to have anything to do with it. Uh, this winning hearts and buildings. <clears throat> yeah. So America, again, prove me wrong. Prove that Afghanistan fell in love with democracy and that it is a democracy, that we train them and that what our generals were saying to Congress and their testimonies year year after year, after year, after year, that we need to stay the course. Don't, you know, these the women's rights in Afghanistan, we can't do this. You had General Petraeus and General Mattis. Not only did they sign this coin theory that they were pushing all over, like the, literally they hijacked a phrase from the Hippocratic Oath and said, first, do no harm. Think
0: that sends mixed signals to Marines that get fired upon like we were? Right. That's a question I was going to ask you too, is what were, what were your rules of engagement like when you were in that, in that uh, arena?
1: Yeah, good question. And some of those are classified as I mentioned in the books where you can't talk about it, but uh, the ones that we can are that, you know, if you feel that uh, there's, you know, inherent risk that your life is threatened, you know, that there is a hostile act, Or that someone has hostile intent you are allowed to defend yourself Uh, so like in our case we actually had a hostile act i mean it doesn't get more hostile than a car bomb blowing up in front of your patrol at nine o'clock in the morning it wasn't like fog of war or some (laughs) confusion like oh man we were out there for no we left three hours earlier it wasn't like we were out for some 10-day patrol heat exhausted no it was this was march 4th nice cool morning We went out, we left three hours prior myself as a commanding officer. I'm on the patrol. It wasn't like one of our rogue units went out and did some Colonel Kurtz down the river or some melee massacre, but that's what they painted us to. And they allowed the army, of course, you know, having the Marines, very first special operations task force unleashed in Afghanistan. One, that was competition Two, they. They were fully punched drunk with the hearts and minds theory. And I wasn't because I have an obligation to support our constitution, not the Afghan absolutely constitution. And when enemies attack us, we're there to do a counterattack. And that mm-hmm. means kill them. Uh, the army got offended by that. And the third thing is uh, what had previously happened. I know I'm going to cover some, little tail of the tape here. But uh everybody remembers <coughs> uh football player for the Arizona Cardinals turned U.S. Army Rangers Corporal Patrick Tillman. Mm-hmm. He was killed in the friendly fire yeah. incident. And I'm gonna talk about three other cases that the Marines had. Ilario Pantano was a infantry platoon commander who had been accused of homicide of a case in Fallujah and then there was eight marines from uh an incident in Haditha, Iraq, as well as Hamdaniya, Iraq, two separate uh, incidents, two separate times. So after those four cases, some of the lessons learned by the generals were like, Hey, uh, people got in big trouble because they didn't investigate swiftly and completely. So mm-hmm. what am I going to do? I'm going to be the you know, justice hero here and I'll virtue signal by criticizing these Marines. They these were this was Colonel John Nicholson's word to the Pentagon press corps. I'm going to quote his words. Okay, this was a terrible, terrible mistake. This was a stain on our honor that Americans killed innocent Afghan civilians. He finishes it by saying taking answers from the press lady from Reuters asks a question. He says, we cannot say anything because there's an ongoing Naval Criminal Investigative Service investigation. It's like, this guy should have been gong showed out right then and there that like, okay, if you just said there was a NCIS criminal investigation going on, how dare you say to the press and to the Afghans, he just gave them a at a salacious ceremony the equivalent of four and a half years' salary to every Afghan that came out with no proof at all. The reason (laughs) that we didn't go to a court martial and we went to a court of inquiry instead is there was no proof. There's no bodies. There was no bullets. There was no nothing connecting us to somebody that was killed that was innocent or they said we killed women and children. This was the largest alleged uh, falsely alleged uh, killing of Afghan civilians by machine guns in the war in Afghanistan. They said we killed 19 and wounded 50 and then went into the longest wow. trial in war history hmm. and then they dogpiled on us with an unprecedented 45 criminal investigators and four prosecuting attorneys, the convening authority. That's right. The guy who unleashed this all general mad dog, Mattis read again, read appendix wow. three, appendix three and read all the Afghan statements and then read the book and you read our statements and like, It didn't make sense, but he did. He wanted to convict us ahead of time. General Mattis unleashed his attorneys, put a gag order on us, a gag order that's against the constitution. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) let me uh, explain some things. This is not Tehran. This happened in Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, to United States Marines by United States Marines. If you have red blood in your veins, and if you're alive, this should hit a nerve with you that we don't allow this to happen. In America, stop tolerating this. You are electing people who, when you call them, call your congressman right now, or woman, congress.gov forward slash members. They don't want to take your call. There's only a few things that our constitution directs that they provide and one is our national defense correct that's a few very few things that we're our constitution directs that they provide is for the national defense and for the welfare of the people so if they don't have the time to talk to one of their constituents well when a lot of people say you know i just i don't know who to vote for not that person
0: (laughs) yeah not that person
1: so i'm just I'm not asking anybody, don't spend your money on, I don't got some website, I don't have a, uh, some non-profit buyer beware there, you know, I'm not asking you to throw your money away, I'm asking you to take about 10 minutes, congress.gov forward slash members, contact your member of Congress, say, hey, I web searched this case in the, about a few bad men in the Uh, the, they were the Marsock seven because there were seven of us. And this is disgusting that this happened. These guys were they They were professionally destroyed. The government tried to imprison known innocent men, <clears throat> seven of us.
0: Yeah, that, that's that just makes my blood boil that because we say we have down. the nerve. Yeah. You know, they they have the nerve. I say we as a country, but they you the commanding officers and from you know the oval office on down have the nerve to send men and women to war and then not back them up put a gag and, order. and set them up yeah. and put a gag order on them frame when up. something happens in the frame of war i mean yeah. come on it's ridiculous
1: you know america is it's a nation founded on laws correct go across the street from the Capitol, the U.S. Capitol, see the Supreme Court right under the apex states equal justice under law, Mm -hmm. you you see these and that applies to all Americans, all of us on the patrol. We were Americans. And why were our rights as far as due process, the presumption of innocence? Why was that? You know, that's contempt. That's an indictment and these. And there's no accountability people you know last year people are all upset like general or lieutenant colonel Stu scheller called these generals out in afghanistan i'm talking something more serious because if this problem with our service members i mean a year ago in afghanistan the, during the withdrawal we didn't lock or attempt to lock up any americans it was the opposite we really butchered a a military operation and those that were in charge were not held accountable of the two offenses that you commit a crime and you get away with it or you are actually innocent and you try to convict an innocent person that's why our legal system gives the benefit of the doubt to the accused that they have the presumption of innocence and they withhold judgment until all the facts are known. We do that in order not to convict an innocent individual.
0: So so, so that innocent people don't end up in jail where they shouldn't shouldn't be to begin with.
1: Yes, and that's the difference between what happened a year ago and what happened to us in 2007 is they hunted down, they knew what the facts were. Rodney, here's the deal is right after that, They relieved me and then they put me in charge of all training for the entire Marine Special Operations Command, the entire, all the Marine commandos. I was in charge of their training. So if you really believe that I was some mass murderer on the patrol myself and that we just had this bloodlust just to murder women and children, 19 killed and 50, the largest number in a 20 year war murdered by weapon machine guns, they said. Why? Pardon my technical terms of why the hell would you put me in charge of training? I'm saying they knew we were innocent. It just didn't go along with the narrative and they made their decision. They rushed to judgment. So they put a gag order on us. They threatened to deport the sergeant, the sergeant's mom. Here's a guy who legally immigrated, legally naturalized America. I'm telling you some things that probably aren't going to help you sleep tonight aren't going to help your dinner digest, you need to read, buy the book, A Few Bad Men. You can go on Amazon right now or Barnes & Noble or Walmart or Books A Million. You can order it, uh, send it to you in the mail. A lot of people that may not like reading books these days, I realize. So it's available on Audible. You can order it and download it and listen
0: to it right now. I'm I'm old school. I still prefer to have a book in my hands.
1: (laughs) Well, one thing on that, Rodney, is... This started getting a lot of congressional attention uh, after it was uh, released. And ironically, this book was available for pre order on January 2nd and it was published on the 7th of June. And then on the 29th of June, so almost an entire seven full months after it was uh, out, the first wave of books was sold out. Uh, hmm. All the major vendors, Amazon, Walmart, Barnes and Noble, books they just said we can't tell you they didn't say to the publisher who those customers were that but massive quantities bought out and so they replenished it and it was for sale again the next day the second wave went out so you know the distributor Simon and Schuster provided you know everybody with their second amount of what was the same quantity as the first 7 months mm-hmm. in 36 hours It was completely bought out again and when you say fred so what let me explain the so what just like you finished saying rodney you are like a lot of individuals who are older read physical copies of books Mm -hmm. we don't do it on kindle nope although this book's available on kindle you don't listen to it you like to actually get it and dog ear and edge, maybe highlight or underline and exactly. tab something that's important. That's how you're raised. But mm-hmm. when you. There's a certain generation that uh, like our parents, they only read books that were hard copy. Oh yeah. So <clears throat> and guess what? Those people aren't working like you or I. They're not going into work in a factory or doing anything. They have time on their hands. They will contact their member of Congress. They'll contact their media. They and they got outraged. And but repetitively, somebody bought out all the first wave then massive orders. It was replenished, bought out again, massive orders in 36 hours. Then the third wave of books went out and then the distributors or the booksellers, they've limited it to buying only five copies at a time now. So that has stopped. Uh, thank goodness, because everybody should read this. But uh, if you're one of those people that, uh, wherever you're at, you can't get a copy or you want to get it tonight, you can immediately order it and read it on your computer, or your phone, on Kindle, uh, or you can download it and listen to it on Audible. But uh, again, just like with the gag order, you do a gag order. Not it was the Marine Corps uses these slick. It's actually perverted. It truly is by definition, perverted because you are distorting the truth. So they use this phrase. It was a protective order. It was to protect me. Like, wait a second. If I really want to protect myself, I should be able to talk.
0: Uh, <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> but when you put a punitive order prohibiting me from speaking with the press and it's punitive, it says we'll be punished. It says our lawyers would be disbarred. I have a copy of it here, right here. Wow, that's uh, insane. That's un American. That's yeah. how people violated their oath. But America, guess what? General Mattis, who did that? That was him who did that. He's working again. Guess where? Cohen group making those deals, big deals with China, getting
0: paid a lot of money. Same thing he's, he's making. Making a lot of money while still collecting a pension from the military.
1: Yeah. Making deals with General Dynamics. Uh professor right down the road here in the Bay area at Stanford, you know, he's a, everybody thinks he's a hero. He wrote a book and, uh, you know, mark my words, General Mattis is going to be on the ticket in 2024. America, you need to wake up. Uh, We got some weak leaders in our country at the national level in office. And there's a party that wants to put a strong leader in office. Uh, General Mattis went through the same training and had the same military occupational specialty as I did as an infantry officer and he's the only infantry officer I've ever known that didn't date get married didn't have evidence of you know every infantry officer I've ever known has been somebody that is enamored with the female of the species and except for him And then now at 71 years old, he's he's storming the bars of Las Vegas, meeting a woman (laughs) half his age who's extremely, extremely intelligent and she's successful. And Rodney, I don't know any women who are entrepreneurs, multimillionaires on their own, attractive, young, that marry men over twice their age who were in the military with bags under eyes, pot bellies. I mean, you and I are old, but I don't get solicited by a woman half my age. It doesn't happen. Uh, this no, is, it really doesn't. you gotta figure it out. Things don't, when you see anomalies, you gotta be able to connect the dots here, America. General Mattis will be on the ticket in 2024. He is a liar. He disrespected our country by throwing people under the bus, by dogpiling 45 criminal investigators, and four prosecuting attorneys seven to one odds against the seven of us this has never happened in american history where you just get shelled by your own guys and then you get away with it but guess what lieutenant general mattis said just a year and a half
0: about
1: two years before he made a public statement down this conference in san diego convention center saying you know these men don't have any manhood left in them you know slapping women around without veils you know they he goes It's fun to kill them. It's a hoot. I'll be right up there with you. And then guess what? Major Galvin and his merry men go to Afghanistan, the very first Marine Special Operations Task Force. We got blown up on a road in a village in eastern Afghanistan, right on the Pakistan border. So start connecting some dots here, America. Uh, Everybody knows what was going on in Pakistan. We couldn't go in there. So that's a training sanctuary. They'd come across the border What do you think that first village is filled with Taliban? That's the Taliban's equivalent of an Amazon fulfillment center. So they get fully radicalized, all these foreign fighters in Pakistan. They come right across this road, the first road, paved road in Afghanistan that America helped pave and fund. And they're not coming over the mountains. They go right across there. And what do you think this first village is? That's your distribution center. That's your logistics site where they're linking up with all their other handlers that are taking them to different places across Afghanistan to get their jihad on. So America, uh, that's what this man did. He had all 30 statements from everyone on the patrol with us. And he disregarded all that, took the statements, read the book or just go into a bookstore, read appendix, appendix three and listen to this podcast and hear what we have to say again. And you you read this, the ridiculous, contradictory, uh, illogical, absurd statements of these Afghans from this Taliban-controlled town. General Mattis isn't that dumb. We don't have dumb people that serve for 40 years as officers. No. College-educated, master's degrees. Mm -hmm. But we have people that get influenced, and they made decisions that were the wrong decisions, and they just doubled down on it. And they got promoted for it, and they moved on to these companies. Guess, ladies and gentlemen, many of you listening have flown into Washington, D.C., whether it's Dulles or Reagan Airport, and you've seen the names on all the tops of those buildings surrounding the Pentagon or the intelligence communities. I'm talking about the Raytheons, the Lockheed Martins, General Dynamics, the Boeings, the Northrop Grumman's. Look who's on their boards. Ask yourself the questions about those generals and admirals that are on those boards or are they scientists? Are they engineers? Are they molecular biologists? Are they people that are subject matter experts and professionals in what the, they are producing in there? The answer is no. Answer a, is a big fat no patent. No. So what do they do? Well, they need badge access to get into the Pentagon. And, you know, you, you got to get one of these. You got to have something that gets you in that building. That's right. Unless you're a retired general four star general officer. Mm hmm. And especially if you're one of those general officers that retired out of the Pentagon, you had a lot of interaction with members of Congress. So they right. use these retired generals for access and placement. Uh, they can go in there and massage. And that's why our military is filled with all these ridiculous woke programs. It's critical race theory. Uh, everybody knows that. Yeah, no now they're
0: anymore. even using pronouns, you know, yeah. for because we got to protect people, air quotes I'm doing. That's right. And I it's like, actually, give me a right. break.
1: I gotta be honest with you i'm i'm for one personal pronoun and it's not just because i'm a you know biased to the male it has nothing to do with that because in our military it's supposed to be what is the most effective and the most le- le- lethal against our adversaries and that is a personal pronoun called he h e in the military that's a acronym standing for high explosives and when we know how to use weapons with high explosives to kill our enemy. They fear us. They fear that type of violence. It for centuries, uh, use of explosives. I mean, that's what our enemies use against us. That's the only pronoun that I care about. And uh, in the military, but uh, our, our uh, military leaders now, they realize how divisive all these policies are. They welcome it because It's, you know, cooperate and graduate. Hey, I'm going to go back. Lloyd Austin is not going to go quietly into retirement. He's going to go back to work either at Raytheon or another, just like General Mattis. He was fired Mm -hmm. and he went right back to General Dynamics where he came from. He's getting paid a million dollars a year there and he went right back to the Cohen group. He wrote a book and he's doing things that are not, uh, and of course he's got this goofy charity that he's a part of. He's got a got to look, try to make yourself look good because he's, he's got political ambitions and all these people it's just this, you know, lust for power. Um, they're not out
0: there. Uh, well, and the, the thing a lot of people don't understand and with the current administration we have, none of this is getting better. It's getting worse. Um, the military right. is getting more woke every day, more weaker every day because they're not getting instead of out training to do what military is supposed to do they're in classrooms figuring out what pronouns to use how to give people safe spaces and how to be how to be friendly or whatever the case yeah. may be and they're not well, instead they're of training cool. for war which is their job what they signed up to do that's not what they're doing and so yeah. uh, you know china's building their military like mad and i mean yeah. their yeah. navy everything they're building it like crazy and we're yeah. sitting yeah. back here twiddling our thumbs trying to be friendly that's right yeah it's, it's ridiculous
1: we spent 20 years literally fighting let me quick little history lesson america was attacked in pearl harbor and it ate other military installations on the island of oahu as everyone knows december 7 mm-hmm. 1941 we declared war the following day december 8th three and a half years late I mean, first of all Let me explain the difference because we're gonna do a little comparison here. We were attacked by aircraft that flew off aircraft carriers.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, The empire of Japan had battleships that were superior to American battleships. They had aircraft that were superior to our American aircraft. They had uh, massive munitions with the most advanced technology at the time. Fast forward, let's talk about what happened. We declared war on December 8th. Americans had a resolve. They acted swiftly. They had a campaign across the Pacific theater that resulted in, uh, this Island hopping campaign that was swift, violent, and aggressive. Uh, we took islands like in the Solomon Islands, Guadalcanal. Mm -hmm. We just celebrated the 79th anniversary of Marines landing and fighting there. Oh, guess what? This last month we were denied a port call there because, uh, You know, the prime minister of the Solomon Islands didn't want us to pull into uh, the Solomon Islands because they're that's right. They've been influenced by China. I'm going to get back to this point here in a second. But anyway, the result of that attack was a swift, violent and effective counterattack. Took us three and a half years. And there was an unconditional surrender that was announced by Emperor Hirohito. And uh, then a armistice was signed uh, an unconditional surrender document was signed on the starboard side uh, ship of the USS Missouri in Tokyo Bay uh, in September of 45 three and a half years later um, it's not how it ended after 20 years but <laughs> you look at what went on like our enemies in Afghanistan what did they use? They used rifles designed two years after World War II mm-hmm. they used homemade explosives that's what they were fighting us with Not aircraft carriers, not uh aircraft, not ships, not artillery, they roadside bombs, homemade explosives, and AK 47s, and some other direct fire weapon systems. And we spent, I mean, now again, let's do a compare contrast in 1945, we had 12 million Americans in uniform, 12. 12 million. 12 million. That's right. We had nine generals that had four stars on their collar. Now, we have 43 generals with four stars on their collar. We have 1.2 million military personnel in the United States military. Uh, America, we got some bloated. I mean, literally, we have more general officers now more than ever. And did they win last year? no no are are we winning right now with you know the the pronoun issue and uh like america is being surpassed the chinese Mm -hmm. are making more submarines amphibious ships their their ballistic missile systems their uh nuclear biological and chemical programs that they have in effect uh they're just growing exponentially the amount the, the frequency and the scope of their amphibious rehearsals that they're doing off the east coast of China uh, in preparation to push the 96 miles across the Straits of Taiwan and attack Taiwan and take the island. Uh, and by the way, if they thought they were, if they feared our military, <clears throat> do you think Russia would have invaded Ukraine? Do you think? North Korea would have launched the 31 ballistic missiles that they've launched again, that our media is not covering anymore at all. They've launched it. That's just this year. Rodney, 31 ballistic missiles this year. Mm -hmm. And you think Russia, China and Iran. I mean, I know some people probably had their feelings hurt, maybe triggered or something with Donald Trump in office, but there wasn't an exercise going on by invited by President Maduro down in Venezuela, like we had this last month, where China, and Russia, a 13-country multinational exercise, 1,700 miles from our south coast of Florida, doing ex-combined multinational exercises right there in our front yard, and what are we doing about it? That's right. That's right. We're using pronouns. We're using yeah. critical race theory. We're doing all these things that our enemies they don't just laugh at us and perceive that are weak. They're advancing against us. Now they're Mm -hmm. operating in our front yard. Uh, They're gonna take Taiwan. That's okay. Because mark my words, General Mattis will be elected by foolish Americans. He'll be the president of the United States. And these defense companies will make, that all have these generals working for them. They don't pay a guy like General Mattis a million dollars a year for no reason. They don't think that he's just one of those good old boys. (laughs) He's not sitting there chugging back beers and listening to, you know, Waylon Jennings. That's not what General Matt, he's not that kind of a guy. You know, he's got this false impression of mad dog, but he's just somebody that is an opportunist. And he realizes that he will make money for General Dynamics, just like General Dunford, the last chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff, is making money right now as a chairman for uh, as a board member for lockheed martin and the mm-hmm. general who was the previously the colonel that kicked us out of afghanistan because he had a temper tantrum I mean, literally he had a temper tantrum he retired as a four-star general that's right he's also working for lockheed martin the world's largest defense contractor and he and his new bride just moved over to abu dhabi last december and he's in charge he's their chief executive For Middle East operations, so we pay all these retired generals to wine and dine these foreign dignitaries, these members of Congress. Trust me, they want war. They don't want peace. When we give away one-third of our Javelin missiles, and first of all, let me go back, because I retired out of the Marines, and we gave away 100% of our tanks. We got rid of all of our tanks in the Marine Corps, 100%. And said, well, we, we use these we have this new technology. We're agile and lethal, and we just we're going to do these island hopping campaigns to defeat the Chinese. We're going to use these shoulder fire rockets. We gave a third of those away to Ukraine. That's all right, because the companies that make those it's a joint venture between Raytheon, Lloyd Austin just came from there, and Lockheed Martin, where the last chairman of Joint Chiefs works for, and Nicholson. So they you know have this joint venture. They gave five thousand of these shoulder fire rockets to the Ukraines. And some people are like, well, that's good. Well, follow the money. You know, war is a very profitable business. Oh, yeah. Lucrative. Very lucrative. And people don't want that type of stuff to stop. Uh,
0: Look, I have to ask you a question. Go ahead. I don't want I don't mean to interrupt you, but I I want to ask this question because I'm a political animal. (laughs) Um, What uh, what makes you think that General Mattis is going to run for the presidency?
1: can't compromise my source, mark my words, General Mattis will be, uh, he'll run for office in 2024. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. I'm not going to compromise my source. In America, mark my words, again, prove me wrong. Time will tell, but prove me wrong. And I don't want him in office.
0: No, Uh, I don't either.
1: I think that'll be very bad for America. I'm just, I am in business right now. Uh, I... I'm not a politician at all I retired from the military I started my own business and um, I I'm all about business I don't but I realize there are there is a nexus between business and politics I'm not some political animal I have no aspiration I I'm a resident of Hawaii and I work in the Bay Area so I'm not going to be in office that's you know, it's an impossible strategy, and I don't have—I have zero desire for that. But yeah, me too. You—you <laughs> uh, you need to be aware of what our country is doing as far as who we elect and what we're buying in the form of our national defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't be sold some magic beans or some snake oil uh, foolishly. Uh, right. We know better, so.
0: Well, and for me, you know, when we talk about the political end of things. That's one of the reasons that uh, I started this podcast, um, because as a Christian, which I am, I think it's very important that people, Christians, people in the church, vote and be, be involved in politics. Because, I mean, let's face it, our country was founded upon those principles, and we've wandered away from them and need to get back to them to, to, to save this country and to get things kind of back on some level footing. And so I think it's, for me, it's like, as a Christian, I, I pay attention to politics and I, I vote and I, I don't skip, you know, voting. I make sure that my voice is heard as an American citizen. And I think a lot of Christians going oh, I don't want to get involved. You know, it's this or that. No, you need to get involved. Yes. Yes,
1: I totally agree
0: because the more we sit back and do nothing, the more this country is going right down the drain. I agree. So, yeah, it's uh, to me, it's like citizens need to get out and vote. But the scary part of it for me is I watched a little clip on the news the other day it was on, I was, it was on social media thing. It was a guy in the street asking citizens questions about our country. And he was asking who, uh, what party was Abraham Lincoln from? What political party? Not one person knew, except, well, most of them said Democrat. And the guy corrected him. He said, no, he was a Republican. And they go, oh, really? And uh, it was, you know, he helped free the slaves. And, well, but, you know, this and that, the Democrats, he goes, no, the Democrats are the party of.
1: One of them to vote. Yeah.
0: Yeah the democrats are the party of slavery the kkk i mean they didn't want they wanted segregation to stay in place yeah. they wanted slavery to stay in place
1: and then they think they there are, was some kind of a switch yeah they you know it's like the theory of evolution they can't explain uh where you know these very important points of friction are that these gaps that are inexplainable because it's not a fact. There was no switching of parties. Like you, you can go ask Democrats. They won't say like on this date, you know, it's because it's, it's false, but it's, you know what they try to.
0: Well, and the interesting thing, one of the people in the street goes, well, after the guy gave him this information, he goes, well, it's funny how the tables have turned. In other words, basically he was saying that now Republicans or conservatives are the party that wants slavery that is racist, that is, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I'm thinking, dude, you don't even know what you're talking about. You guys have no clue. So I was thinking those kind of people, I don't necessarily want to vote. (laughs) Yes. Because they're very uninformed and, you know, they, they don't even know anything about our history anymore. Yes. And it's sad that our schools have basically... A lot of them have really even quit teaching history, at least the correct history, unless it's critical race theory. They want to teach that. But um, other than that, they don't want to teach anything about history, which is sad.
1: Yes. So,
0: so anything else you want to add before we wrap this up today?
1: No, sir. I really appreciate being your guest, Rodney. And thanks for getting us word out. Uh, I honestly believe your listeners and viewers will enjoy this book. It's it's one that is is shocking and eye-opening. And it's you get into the trial and it is just sworn testimony. Yeah. It's not embellishment, it's not paraphrase, it's the dialogue that was happening between attorneys and wit and witnesses. So um and it's in their own words. It's what I like I previously mentioned. Right. I do uh filed to go into federal court twice to get these from the Special Operations Command and the Marine Corps to have these transcripts and investigations declassified so that America, now you read the book, A Few Bad Men, and you will be completely laid out in shock that uh, this actually happened.
0: Well, Uh, I'm hoping that uh, all my readers, after hearing what you've had to say tonight, will, will get the book and read it. And uh, because what you and your men went through is disgusting, to say the least, and a travesty of justice. That's all. There's no other way to put it. And I'm glad you were, had the courage enough to write your book and get it out for people to read and get the truth out. I appreciate that. And again, I appreciate your service and, uh, to our country. And uh, I appreciate our military personnel immensely. And so again, thank you for being on with us tonight on the, we, the people podcast. And, um, we will definitely, uh, maybe see you on down the road. So yes. that's it for tonight. People, uh, thank you for listening today and join us next week on we, the people, and we will have another great guest on for you. So God bless our listeners. God bless you, Mr. Mr. Galvin and, uh, God bless America. And, uh, Listen to We the People, spread it far and wide, share it, subscribe, and let's get the word out. Buy the book, A Few Bad Men. All right. Thank you. Thank you much. Have a good evening.